London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, talking sports with you over the next couple of hours on a busy uh, Wednesday, the final day of the work week with plenty of football and basketball uh, in the days ahead. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. We will kick things off in about 15 minutes with our friend Steve Simple from the Lincoln Journal Star. He covers Nebraska. We will preview uh, the Black Friday Iowa-Nebraska tilt from the Nebraska perspective with SIP coming up here at 10.15. Then Dave Sprout at the bottom of the hour. He covers Iowa State. Iowa State with a uh, a real test tonight against Xavier. Uh, we'll talk basketball. We'll preview Friday's game against TCU. That is a 3.30 kick uh, at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, then we'll get Tom Cakert, give him his opportunity to come in here and talk about the Hawks and the Huskers from his perspective. Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football to kick off our number two. We'll give four of you an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue at 11.35 before our picks. And we say goodbye for the rest of the week and head off into our Thanksgiving long weekend. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited. A lot of basketball last night. It's getting to be that time again. Iowa State will get to see them really for the first time against a good team. Uh-huh. I know they played Oregon State. They were an Elite Eight team last year. They're also 14-12 and 12 right. before the Pac-12 tournament. Right. So they made a great run in March, but it's still... Mm-hmm. Not a great team. This is a big step up in competition. Get to see Jack Nungy, the former Hawkeye, out there. So looking forward to that tonight. And a big weekend, of course, for Drake, as they'll be in a tournament down in Florida. They open up with Belmont, opportunity to play Alabama. He's ranked in the top 20. Also Kansas in that tournament. Is that ESPN Plus or is there there TV? There's TV, yeah. Good. And I know the clones are on uh, big ESPN tonight, are they not, at 6 o'clock? Is that what it is? I thought thought it was ESPNU. You know what? You could be right, Trent. You could be right. Yeah, you know, because I was watching Maction last night, and it was on ESPNU, and then I was flipping forward to see what they had tonight. I think you're right. I think it is ESPNU. Well, regardless, it's not on the iPad, so that's good news. ESPNU. Yeah, in the Miller household. 208 on DirecTV. Indeed it is. Uh, Plenty of football. Looking forward to tomorrow's uh, uh, three games. Uh, Look, they're not the shiniest, but it's football after all. The Bears coaching situation continues to be a story in in Chicago. Man, Trent, I don't know what to think of it. You know, one minute I think, "Ah, there's no way they've done this right. The next minute I'm thinking, this is exactly what they're going to do. A short week. Yes. The theory is, because it's a short week, that's why Mm -hmm. Nagy knows that this is going to be his last game. Now, did he apparently, I saw a tweet that he canceled meetings yesterday. The Bears were were due to meet, you know, the day before they get on a plane to go play the Lions. Right. And he's changing things up. Oh, really? I don't know what to make of it. No. Is this a bet against for you? No. I don't think so. Um, the Bears usually are a bet against for me, <laughs> hedging my, my emotions with my bankroll. But yeah, overall, I, I don't think it impacts its pros. Yeah. You know, how many times have we seen teams step up in a spot that mm-hmm. seems odd and weird and, and things like that? So, no, it doesn't, it doesn't impact me as it pertains to a handicapping perspective. This Thanksgiving game, I just, 
I don't like it. Yeah. It just it, it's it's so different. Well, you see your team in it a lot, seemingly every other year. Yeah, they kind of rotate through, uh-huh. and of course, every other year it's the CBS game, and mm-hmm. so you get at times you get the AFC team that's in there. But yeah, I just it's doesn't feel quite right. I can imagine being a Lions fan. This is kind of your Super this Bowl every the, single absolutely. year. Absolutely, this is their opportunity to be, to play in front of the country. Right. The, the one opportunity. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's it's disappointing if you. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be a Lions fan. No, I really couldn't. Yeah, I mean that team's just uh, just abysmal uh, over the last well, it's been a long time. But to see the building emptied out when the when the clock goes from the third to the fourth quarter, right? Everybody's headed home for Thanksgiving uh, dinner. Um, stadium's empty, but well, hopefully we'll get a good game tomorrow. I thought we were going to get a good game last night in college basketball. You did. Settled in to watch UCLA and Gonzaga. Trent, this Gonzaga team, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the Texas game, not enough to really form an opinion one way or another, um, but watch 30 minutes of the game last night. I mean, the game was decided. There's no sense sticking with it. Holy mackerel. My biggest takeaway watching them now the last couple of nights, basically start to finish, Rasir Bolton's a really good fit for them. Yeah, he is. I mean, they they have the stars, of uh-huh. course, the Drew Timmies and the right. Chet Holmgrens, and, and you got the guys that you're talking about. Nemhard was excellent again last He's night. He's really good. It's so crazy. That guy would have started for 330, yeah. 340 college yeah. basketball teams Except last he had year. The, was it the sixth or seventh overall pick in right. front of him? Jalen Suggs comes in and uh-huh. says, no, this is my job, uh-huh. and took it and ran with it to the national championship game. So... He's a really good player. He transferred in from Florida. Probably thought, I, but Suggs was already committed. That was kind of the other weird thing. They, but this team is loaded. Yes. They are absolutely loaded. And you're right about again. Bolton. He fits in this team. He does. Because he got the reputation as a chucker. Played for a lot of bad teams. Yeah, that, and you remember when he was bringing up the ball over the timeline, he was, nobody was around him. Oh, that bothered you so much. Oh, my God. Talk about fundamental. Guys make mistakes. I know, I know, I know. I just, just stop that, that bothered you so much. <laughs> yes. That's about the dozenth time you brought it up. <laughs> so you're saying I should get over it? Well, yeah. you're probably. I right. don't think that's going to happen with the Zags now. Yeah. And Mark View continues to churn it out the way this program uh-huh. is built. And I know ultimately for so many people, they have to win it. Mm-hmm. They were minutes away of. To doing it against Villanova. Not the case last year. Baylor just absolutely... Oh, it, was, it wasn't even a game. But you think of that. You think of the NCAA tournament and how difficult it is. And yes. they played in two national championship mm-hmm. games. The narrative, oh, the WCC doesn't prepare. Stop. This is a great program. It and they're is. going to be there once again they this get season. Duke on Friday. Yes. How about that? Trent, I've got to stop. I've, I've, I'm developing a real problem. And it's... You know, nine thirty rolls around and the extracurricular activities are in full swing. I know what that is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't stop betting futures. So I'm watching the game last night. I'm thinking, who's going to beat this team? Okay, yes, right. And I've, it, I've heard that many mornings the next day after right. games. You're a you're very reactionary. I am kind and, of, and sadly now I can react with my own money. Right, betting. So I, I'm shopping around, and you and I both love circa, but uh-huh. we're, we speak on behalf of DraftKings. Mm-hmm. DraftKings had a better price. That's what you do. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you've got a number of apps uh, on your phone, whether it be in my case, I have Bet Rivers, I have DraftKings, and I have circa. I shopped around, and DraftKings had the better odds on Gonzaga. I'm thinking, you know what? If this keeps going the way that it is, and good God, after what I'm watching. Tonight, the odds are just going to go down. 
The prob- get them while you can. Which makes sense. The right. problem, though, is I know you've done it. getting hurt. <laughs> what happens when you do in the NFL? And you got eight teams now? I think it's probably right around eight, yeah. You have Super Bowl futures on. So whatever you make, it's not going to be what you quote no. unquote, would have made. No, no. I'm hedging. And on top of it, you got a bunch of teams that are pretty crappy. Yeah, the Colts. <laughs> Uh, they played really well last week. The Chargers. Guess, guess what? Guess when Ken bet them? Yeah, let this- us believe. So Sunday night football. I'm watching the Chargers and oh my God, this Justin Herbert's something, right? You know what? Why not take a shot? Twenty five to one. Give me some of that. It's um. Odd and odd and I've odd. just got. You know what I've got to do? I've got to put my phone in another room. Put a lock on it. Yes, and just stay away from it. Not allowed to bet after right. eight thirty. That's that. That should be a rule in my house. I'm the same way. If I have a couple of cocktails in me, uh-huh. I am a terrible drinking better. I am bad at it. I, for the most part, though, have stopped that. And if it is, it's I'll put together a stupid parlay that's never going to hit, right. and I just put a couple bucks on it. Yeah. Because if I go out there, and that's the other thing too, get a couple cocktails in you, you're feeling good. Right. And a normal unit's eleven bucks. Uh, let's put fifty on this. <laughs> that's. That's where I am the same way. Get into trouble, mm. get a couple drinks of me, and all of a sudden, oh, crap, I made that bet? I don't even remember making that bet. Those, <laughs> those are bad nights. Well, I haven't been to that point <laughs> Okay, yet. good, good. Uh, I've uh, been there before. Well, maybe if I was your age, I might be at that point, but i got to watch myself now. You're, geez, I'll be 63 next month. 63 or 64? 63. Did carry the one? Yeah, I think 63. Uh, anyways, um, real quick, let's. Um, the playoff rankings came out again mm-hmm. last night. Cincinnati's clawed their way into it. They have, yep. Do they stay? Let me run this scenario. And this is uh, credit where credit's due. Uh, this is um, uh, Pollux. Okay. I think it was him, yeah. So Alabama wins the SEC. All right. Convincingly? Or just... Yeah, they win the SEC. 28-24. 28-24. Okay. Uh, Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma State wins the Big 12. Yes. Where would you put Georgia? Cincinnati gets through the... They win their AAC. They win the yep. American. And Ohio State... Is two. Clubs? Whoever. Michigan and Wisconsin? Yes. Ohio State them wins. By two scores. At right. Least in right. each of those games. Ohio State's one. Yep. Alabama's two. Yep. Oklahoma State's three. Then what do you do with Georgia? Georgia's four. What do you do with Cincinnati? They're out. Yeah. They're out. I think 12-1 and Oklahoma State gets the bid mm-hmm. over 13-0 and Cincinnati. So you don't see this as an Oklahoma State-Cincinnati debate? It could get. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. I'm talking more about the seeding process uh-huh. that they're going to try to set up. They don't want to rematch. No, they do not. And and I don't think they want... I don't think we do. You know, and if they manipulate it to avoid that, Mm -hmm. okay, I know what you did. Right. And I understand it, and you you made the right decision. How far does Georgia drop in that scenario? I think you got to keep them in. Oh, absolutely, they're in. They they deserve it. They've been number one the entire year. Just because their loss happened to be in December. The the final, yeah, on December the 4th or 5th, whatever it is. That shouldn't be as impactful. Mm -hmm. I know they don't have a conference championship and... That matters more to uh-huh. some than others, but I don't think that should be a deciding factor. A twelve and one Georgia, look at the resume compared to right. Cincinnati. Yeah. A thirteen and zero Cincinnati, it's still not close. Right, what they've done, and Georgia, admittedly, has put together about as good of a conference schedule as you can have in the SEC. I mean, the the East has been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Their crossovers were not overly difficult in comparison mm-hmm. to what it could be, and because of that, you say, I don't think you can drop a better SEC schedule. 
than what they had this year. So you kind of put all those things together. You can poke some holes in Georgia. So much of this is going to depend on and the reactionary nature of where we are, how these games play out. Mm-hmm. If it's hair on fire, if it's an ugly performance, if 17-16 Ohio State just slides by Wisconsin, that's going to matter. Yeah. Same thing here. If Alabama throttles Georgia, then the conversation changes. Same thing the opposite way. Alabama, I still think there could be a possibility with two losses if it's a tight one. Have you seen the point spread? It's four and a half. Four and a half. Georgia favored four and a half. But we're talking about blowouts. Blowouts one way or the other or tighter games that you anticipate. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Oklahoma State. I think style points are going to matter. You can't just get a couple of tight victories. I think they're going to have to win one of these next two games probably by a couple of touchdowns, maybe more than that. A blowout will go a long way. And even Cincinnati. You know, if they do, they beat East Carolina this week, they're favored by two touchdowns. And they, again, don't look great, only win it by 10, 34-24. And then they struggle but beat Houston. That's going to matter, too. That's all you part know, of the narrative. You know what else they've got in their favor? And they're going to need help. They need Clemson to win the Atlantic. And they've got the tiebreaker over Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And we go back to game one. Remember how we, how important we thought Georgia Clemson was on, sure. on Labor Day weekend? And that was a, a 10-3 football game as mm-hmm. it ended up. Um, if Clemson somehow, who does Wake Forest have this weekend? Wake Forest has Boston College at BC. So that's no layup. No, not at all. That's a, that's a, that's a game that, um, so if point being, if Clemson plays for an ACC title, and there's still a big chance that they will, mm-hmm. that would help Georgia if indeed they lost a football game. They also need Carolina to beat NC State on Friday. Again, when, when is that game, by the way? Is Friday night? evening. Is it 6 o'clock? Yeah, something right? like that. Uh, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Sets up. Clones should be wrapping things up by, well, a little bit after that. Uh, after that point. Well, it's... Don't have to tell you. There's not as much football to be played as when we started to say there's a lot of football still to play, uh, but nonetheless. Anyways, let's get Stephen M. Sippel in here from the Lincoln Journal-Star. We'll line up Sip, talk to him, get his perspective on this game, which clearly... um, you know, took a, a little bit of a blow when Adrian Martinez, who's, uh, you know, starts all those games for Nebraska. I'm anxious to see the backup smothers. He had a lot of offers, as Trent mentioned yesterday on the show, a ton of offers. But there, look, there's a reason why he was the backup, and it was Martinez's job. But we'll see. Uh, Iowa still got a big opportunity here, and and the good news about it, if they get the game, if they get the the win on Friday, they get home and sit in front of their TV and root like hell for the Gophers. Root like hell for the Gophers to beat Wisconsin, and I don't think that that's without the realm of possibility. Uh, Wisconsin's defense is is elite; they're running the football way way better uh, than uh, than they were earlier in the season. That's because the offensive line is coming around. But Minnesota can pop up every now and then. We saw them get beat too. I mean, Illinois embarrassed them for crying out loud a couple of weeks ago. But. Um, Iowa, Iowa beats Nebraska on Friday, turns the TV on, watch Huskers, or watch the Gophers rather, uh, and Wisconsin play and root like hell for Minnesota. Chicken Coop sponsors our friend Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Sip, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Sip, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. You know, disappointed Martinez isn't going to be able to answer the bell. When you got the, uh, when uh, Frost broke the news, and I'm assuming he did break the news, right? I don't think uh, any of the uh, Husker media uh, was on the scent of that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so, what, was that the case that he broke the news, or did you guys expect that? Oh, no. We were on the stand. I mean, I, 
I was, uh, no, I told our guys we're probably going to have pretty big news on the quarterback front. Oh, I, mean, okay. I was hearing it at seven in the morning on uh, Monday, and I asked Scott at the press conference. I was surprised nobody asked him um, by the time I got around to me. But um, anyway, no, we had heard that there was okay. a, he had a probably a season-ending shoulder issue that mm. required surgery. Um, that yeah, it was kind of weird though because he did it in the first half of Wisconsin. And then played the second half through it, you know. He played through the injury, which you know, you know, there's different ways that a guy can do that. Mm-hmm. He gutted through it, and it was it was not easy. I, I don't imagine it was easy at all. So help me out there. We're going to see Logan Smothers, and this guy Trent mentioned yesterday had a number of opportunities to play college football um, at, at different schools and big name schools, and chose Nebraska. We've seen him very. Uh, we saw him, I think, in the. Um, uh, in their game against Wisconsin, when Martinez got his helmet knocked off, he had to come in. I think it was one play. Um, what kind of quarterback is he, Sip? What do you expect out of Logan Smothers on Friday? Okay, so what Iowa fans will see is someone that's appeared in five games at Nebraska. He's a 2020 freshman. I, don't, I guess, you know, it's hard to – these classifications are right. kind of weird. He's, not, he's, he's still a, technically a true freshman. Um he is smaller, you know. He's I, I don't know. I don't know what they list him as, but he's pretty small. I'd say six okay. foot, um, hundred ninety. He's you know smaller, smaller guy than Adrian. Adrian's a big quarterback, six two two twenty. Now, now Smothers, what we know about him is he's a good runner. He's fast, shifty runner. He'll he'll he can cause Iowa problems that way for sure. He's a quick decision maker. He's a heady kid. Um, he doesn't, you know, the, the the issue with him or the thing that people have wondered about the most is his ability to throw it downfield. Mm. Doesn't have a real strong arm. Doesn't have a weak arm, but it's not, you know, he, he's, it'll be interesting to see how Nebraska handles this against an Iowa team that I think I read in the Des Moines Register as uh, 11 different guys with picks. Is that correct? There's been a bunch. Yeah, I don't think. If, yeah, eleven. Different if Lysakow wrote it, I'll believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so here's the deal. Um, I mean, come on, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot to ask of this. I don't know how. I don't know what you do game plan wise. It was fascinating if you guys watched the Wisconsin game. Fascinating. Nebraska attacked Wisconsin through the air and got 452 yards. Threw it 35 times. Ran it 35 times. I just don't think you could do that with Logan Smothers. He's not that type of quarterback. Not in terms of being a, you know, he's not that type of thrower. Is he the future? Is he the guy that people anticipate is going to become the heir apparent? He'll take over for Martinez, or as our talk, we need to hit the transfer portal. We need to be looking around. I know there's a lot of talk about um, looking maybe down to Oklahoma for a quarterback next year. What's kind of the scuttlebutt at the future of the quarterback position? Well, this is where he can make his case. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think that. It'd be unfair to say he's not the future. I mean, you do hear some of that. I mean, I, you know, whether he's the future or not, I do think they're going to have to go into the transfer portal because right now, right now, as we speak, they have two scholarship quarterbacks and one's a, they're both freshmen. Okay. So the portal might make sense no matter what, but. You know, if I'm Logan's mother's, I think I think what I would be doing is viewing this as a prime opportunity to stamp myself as the next guy. 
and then you know, there's always seems like there's natural skepticism, um, maybe in any fan base about. I don't know. It's a weird conversation here. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of confidence in Logan Smothers, but I'm not altogether certain why. Some of it stems from the fact they've been hesitant to go to him when Adrian is hurt. I mean, Adrian has played through a high ankle sprain, um, a broken jaw, and then, you know, <laughs> he he um, he had clicking in his shoulder at halftime of the Wisconsin game. And I don't know. I've never had clicking in my shoulder, but that doesn't sound like a good deal. Um, so... Some of it's that. I mean, people just read into it and say, man, they're just not, they just must not be very confident in the backup. But here we are, mm-hmm. uh, in game 12, and Logan Smothers is the guy. And, and I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, um, and I want to see what it looks like. Sip, I, wa- I, I watched uh, the, uh, the Wisconsin game last week. I was surprised that Wisconsin did as much damage offensively as they did. Look, we, we know Braylon Allen's going to be a star, I, I think. I mean, this kid's what? Is he still 17 year old, years old, Trent? I mean, still 17 yeah, years old, which is crazy. And he ran for over 200 against what we both thought was a, a pretty good Huskers defense. Even Graham Mertz got into the act. Uh, he had one of his better days throwing the football. What happened? to the Nebraska defense against Wisconsin, Sip? Well, I guess this is where I can add a bit of information. Um, I mean, some of it is, listen, everybody's banged up this time of year, but Mm -hmm. people, I think, need to understand that JoJo Doman did not play. He's probably their best defensive player. Second best defensive player did not play. Deontay Williams, he's a safety. JoJo's an outside linebacker, nickel, slash nickel. Um Damian Daniels, their starting nose tackle, played only eleven plays and couldn't go. Just, just, just he was couldn't go. Okay. Um, Caleb Tanner, their starting a starting outside linebacker uh, slash Russian, went down early in the game and was out. And they were without Feldarius Payne, who's played outside linebacker either starting or or in the main rotation all year. Five guys. So some of it's that, and they're playing a couple guys. Uh, one of their inside linebackers is really not himself because of injuries. He's, he's gotten it through. Again, I don't want to use that too much as an excuse because any team in America is going to say, well, sure. yeah, you think, you think uh, that's a bad deal? Well, we're, here's, here's our situation. So, so what about what about Friday, Sip? Will any of those guys be able to play Friday? Well, I'm really no, – JoJo's out. JoJo's okay. um, had surgery. Yeah. Deontay Williams, I thought, might – give it a go against Wisconsin. He's big. He's a big-time safety. I mean, I think he's a big-time safety. He's their, like I say, I think he's their second-best defender. Um, he's maybe. Uh, Damian Daniels, it's unclear. I, Caleb Tanner, I would doubt, would play. Mm-hmm. Darius Payne is a possibility. So you might get a couple of those guys back. But, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a ragtag unit right now. It's good. It's a good defense. But I was surprised, like you, that they were able to do what they did. Wisconsin was able to run at Nebraska like that. That Braylon Allen was averaged ten point four yards per carry. Jeez. I did not see that coming. I, they, they've been good defending the best running backs in the Big Ten. Really good um, defending. I mean, they kept they kept Trevion Henderson under a hundred, and they held uh, that kid at Michigan State Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like sixty something. Um, so. They, yeah, I was a little, I was a little taken aback by that too. Sip, um, there's not going to be a game next week, but I can't quit you. 
<laughs> I just can't. No, that's fine. We, yeah, I, let's fine. let's uh, yeah, let's put a bow on the season uh, next week at some point. Okay, we'll just uh, and we'll get your take on on the Big Ten championship game as well. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, Sip. We really appreciate what you do for us all season long. Uh, thank you, my friend. Good to talk to you for over a couple of decades, and um, we'll we'll talk next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, it's all right? always fun, and thank yeah, thank you both for having me. It is fun, and let's talk next week. Okay? All right, pal. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks, Take Sip. care. Uh, Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, Chicken Coop, three locations, Urbandale, Ankeny, and in West Des Moines, Ashworth and 60th. Good with that? we got to have a sip once more, don't oh, we? Of course, yeah. Because we got to get the rainbows and sunshine for <laughs> 2022. Here they come. So, Yuri, did you hear rumors about an Oklahoma quarterback transferring to Lincoln? Yeah, that, I you mean, had, when huh? Rattler... Yeah. When at first, when he lost the job. Okay, was, so this isn't recent. This right, is, yeah. gotcha. There was a lot of scuttlebutt about that, and it makes sense. And yeah. Maybe, because he's from Arizona, and maybe there might have been a plane ride from Scott Frost down there. There's all kinds of, you know, yeah. it's message board and Twitter and everything else. Yeah. All kinds of different things that are out there, but pretty good landing spot, right? It would seem to make sense to me yeah. if that's if there's anything to that smoke. Well, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. We will switch gears. Uh, let's do Iowa State with Dave Sprouse, Xavier tonight, Jack Nungy and Xavier. You said it yesterday, and I've, I thought about it, no, not constantly, but a couple of times. I, I like that I'm in your head. <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, if, this is an entirely different Iowa team with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. Yes, they're an NCAA tournament team. Uh-huh. Jack Nungy stuck around. And... Nothing against the kid. He lost his dad. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Getting close to... This is this is a lot different. Sure. Remember our conversations conversations with C.J. Frederick? Yeah. That's and our conversations true. with Jack Dungey. Right. They were two that's completely true. different circumstances. Certainly understood Yes, uh, one of them more than the other. It's 1027. Dave Sproul, K-A-S-I in Ames. We'll talk Iowa State with him next. Tom Cakert on the Hawks at about 1045. Claxon's Barbecue in an hour and 10 minutes. Four of you will get a chance to win Claxon's Barbecue. 3131 8th Street South West in Altoona. We're Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Road in Urbandale. Now back to Middle and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Point Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, caller during the break, Duggan from Council Max Bluffs. Duggan, I've been talking about that yeah. for month plus. Yeah, that makes some sense. That, that would make some sense. A lot sense. of Iowa State connections yes, also there. indeed. We shall see. Hey, before we get Dave Sproul in here, I, I meant to do this right at the beginning of the show. So cool to see Dickie V back on that the was broadcast great. last yeah. night, right? How emotional he was. It really was. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard not to watch that and, and get caught up, quite mm-hmm. honestly. And I mean, this guy did the first ever college basketball game on ESPN. Yeah. The first ever. And still going strong. Well, he's still going at it. Yes. I'm, oh, I'm a Dickie B, v yeah. guy. How can he not be, right? After, yeah, it, maybe there were times that... The act wore a little thin. Yes. Right. But at the end, much like I was mm-hmm. with Madden, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, oh boy. Corso. Yeah. 
Same thing. Mm-hmm. Keep them out there. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dave Sproul joins the program, KASI. Uh, 1430 on the AM dial in Ames Story County. Uh, Dave, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, before we get into Iowa State, I saw you were at uh, uh, you were Minneapolis. You were at the bank uh, to watch the Packers uh, and the Vikings. I'm sure you've seen this, Dave. Boy, this is a scary episode with Everson Griffith. Mental health, We it, it's such a... Um, an affliction, a disease that we don't we don't have a grasp of, right? I, I don't think the grasp that the world should have. And he had an episode apparently last night, and, and by the sounds of things, he's safe. The police are there. The Vikings know about it. But um, not the first time, sadly, that he's had this uh, th- this type of episode in his life. And boy, oh boy, you just, you just root for them to get through and get help and reach out when needed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I missed that uh, news overnight, so I, I don't know much about that situation, but uh keep my fingers crossed for the best for him. Absolutely. So what was the game like? It was, it was as entertaining a football game uh, with no dog in the fight. Whether the Packers won or the Vikings fan, I didn't care, but boy, I was, I was into that football game. It was entertaining as hell. Two of our, quote, regional teams putting on a hell of a show. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch, and seeing, I mean, I hate to admit it, but, man, Aaron Rodgers can do some incredible things on the football field, and he did some against the Vikings. And uh, To watch the way he plays is kind of fun if it's not against your favorite team, like it was for me on Sunday. Uh, But, you know, Justin Jefferson making some plays, Adam Thielen making some plays, that was fun to watch as well. And uh, just to have an entertaining back-and-forth kind of game like that, that that was really cool to see. Dave, uh, the Vikings are a talented team. You're a fan. You're still waiting to see a Super Bowl win, something well nobody has seen for losses way back in the day. So as you look at this team, how close that they are, yet seemingly still a ways away, what's it like, the life as a Viking fan? I'm a Minnesota sports fan for everything but the Vikings, but I keep an eye on it very, very closely. My wife, most of my family are Vikings fans. It's got to be a tough existence. It ain't easy, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I've been, uh, I grew up in the Twin Cities, and my dad had season tickets dating back to the 70s, and we went to the last game at Old Metropolitan nice. Stadium together when I was a wee lad, and I practically grew up in the Metrodome, and I saw a lot of heartbreak there and also saw it on my TV from time to time, too. And, you know, if I have any amount of grit or toughness in me, it's because I survived those traumatic experiences <laughs> as a child, of course. Well, let's get to Iowa State TCU this week. The curtain will come down on the regular season. Uh, seven and five should they win the football game. They're a 14 and a half point favorite to do so. But I think the biggest story is not uh, on, on the scoreboard, which we expect to go Iowa State's way. Uh, the biggest story is, um, is the class that they're going to say goodbye to. And I, and I'm struck, Dave, how many Iowa State fans are Clearly emotional, at least coming across like that on Twitter in advance of Friday's game. This is a group of players that clearly um, mean something to uh, Cyclone Nation. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of these guys who are seniors now were immediate impact guys as freshmen or in terms of uh, like Greg Eisworth in defensive backfield. He transferred in from junior college uh, as a sophomore, but he kind of came in with the rest of this group and from day one, Brock Purdy, Mike Rose, uh, Greg Eisworth, uh, some of the other guys in this class, they've, were, they've been there. And, you know, Purdy got his opportunity as a freshman to come in and 
just absolutely took the reins of that quarterback position and never let go. Mike Rose was a starter from day one mm-hmm. uh, for the Cyclones. So Iowa State fans have seen these guys play a lot. And during the course of time, you know, yeah, you, you establish a pretty emotional connection if you're if you're a fan, even if uh, guys are there short term. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton played basketball for a year and a half at Iowa State, and fans love him to death. And, you know, guys who've been around four and five years now, uh, who we've seen become some of the best players in Iowa State history at their various positions, yeah, of course there's going to be that kind of emotional attachment, uh, and it's going to be, I'm sure, a very emotional crowd uh, that shows up on Friday. Rumors continue to swirl about the possibility of Matt Campbell looking at another job. There's so many big ones out there, and a lot of really good jobs. There's going to be a trickle-down effect. Anything at all that you're hearing, anything, a possibility that maybe this year, because of that big class that'll be departing, he's maybe more willing to listen, or is it still... Everything that he has said in the past still ring true to you, Dave. Sources indicate to me that he's not taking the Penn State job, so <laughs> I go with good. that. Yeah. Uh, other That's than a good that, source, really by the way. That's a really good source. Keep that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> That's good reporting on my part. Uh, other than that, I, I mean, there's no certainties at all, uh, as we know. The, Matt Campbell has never said, you know, definitively, anytime that his name has come up with a rumor, yes or no, and you know, the one thing one thing he said definitively earlier this year was when he was asked if he was contacted by TCU, and the answer was a definitive no because he could be dead honest about answering that question. Now, if the question was, "Are you interested in TCU or are you interested in any other?" He can pretty he can put together a pretty good uh, roundabout sentence to avoid directly answering those kind of questions and still leave you with the feeling that he's going to stay at Iowa State. So I don't know. I mean, there's a theory that I kind of hold in my head, and others do too, that. With this big class, all these guys who came in early in his tenure and bought into his program uh, early after a 3-9 and nine season and have helped see it through to a Big 12 championship game and a New Year's Six Bowl, and, you know, he could go out with that big graduating class and some players that he's very, very close to personally and maybe move on from there. There might be some truth to that, or he could really be that guy who wants to be at Iowa State for the long term and kind of become, you know, Bill Snyder-type uh, figure. Who knows? Uh the, the opportunity here and now with so many big openings might just be tempting enough mm-hmm. that the, the opportunity to win national championships and make big, big money doing it might be too much for him to turn down at this point. Or maybe he's a lifer at Iowa State. It, honestly, I think it's anybody's guess at this point. No, I'm with you. And, and I think that uh, Trent and I, in our conversation earlier in the week, we both felt that you know if there was ever a time because of that class that's going to walk out the door – um, that, that this would be the time. And like you say, all those big jobs at, at, at uh, big, big name schools, we shall see. Hope he stays. Wouldn't be surprised if, if he listens. Maybe this is the time. Basketball tonight, Dave. I'm uh, anxious to watch this team. And as we said back in November when it became apparent that don't look now, basketball season is here. Um, that to me, it's all about watching this team try to come together and TJ trying to, um, you know, develop his type of player and the type of ball that he he wants his team to play, and I think we've already seen that, certainly on the defensive end of the ball. That's I don't have any visions at all that they are going to contend for the top of the Big 12. I think it's a long shot if they compete to play in a tournament, a postseason tournament at the end of the season, not named the Big 12 tournament. But it's about taking steps towards, you know, toward the future this year. Here's a big opportunity to tonight to test themselves against a decent basketball team. What do you expect, Dave? Yeah, I don't know much about Xavier, but I think 
they could be considered better than decent, and certainly the toughest test by far, Iowa State has faced so far, all due respect to Oregon State, turns out isn't actually that good. Um, the big thing to watch for for me will be if they can just stay competitive and keep themselves in this game tonight and, and give themselves a chance to win in the late stages. They might find themselves a bit overwhelmed just physically and from a more experienced team that has you know, been together longer and has been with their coach longer and probably is more talented you know, on the surface. But if they compete for 40 minutes, play that kind of hard defense, maybe turn some defense into offense, and maybe the shots keep falling like they did Sunday, they're going to definitely give themselves a chance to win. But but stay competitive. You know, keep this within maybe even single digits. I, I, I don't want to get into moral victory territory, but I think if they could stay within single digits of a team like Xavier, that's a pretty good outing for them. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep up the kind of energy they showed in Hilton Coliseum and take that with them outside of Ames for the first time this season, that'll be a good sign as well. Happy Thanksgiving, Dave Sproul. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll talk with you next week. Back at you guys. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you, Dave Sproul. KSI 1430 on the AM dial. We'll take a time out. Tom Cakert coming up. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.81. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. About 10 minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock, hour two. Trent, Bama Bob, and I will go around college football, Claxon's barbecue giveaway, as well as our picks before we get out of here just before noon. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, joins the program. Hello, Tom Cakert. Happy Thanksgiving. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and all your listeners. Appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, likewise, appreciate the fact that you're willing to do so. So, Tom, off you'll go to Lincoln on Friday morning to watch the finale, potentially a ten and two football team. Does it feel like a ten and two team? To I mean, I know they they are what the record says they are, um, and they've got a really good opportunity to be ten and two. Do they feel like ten and two to you? You know, I was looking at that uh, this morning, actually, right in my game preview, and just that they have a chance to be the fourth team in the parents' era to have a ten win regular season, and of those three other teams, this one is clearly probably the worst one um, of, of that bunch, you know, the 02, 09, 2015. Um, this one just doesn't seem to I – mean, but they're doing it in classic Ferentz fashion, right? The, the game last week is just uh, another example of it where they score a touchdown on offense, on defense, and special teams, mm-hmm. and they have a field goal kicker who makes four field goals. That's uh, Kirk Ferentz football in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Charlie Jones, real quick on him, who scored that special team, and boy, did they need it at the time. What a, It seemed like a, a game changer when he cut it to 14-7. He hasn't come out. I believe him and Riley Moss uh, have left the door open to return. Any info there, Tom? Um, nothing firm yet, but I think there's a chance. I, I think, especially with Riley, I think Riley's going to probably get some NFL feedback to where that sits, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I think he's at least got a shot there. Um, but I want—I think he wants to see that and then uh, go from there. So I think there's a probably better than 50% chance that both of them come back next year. Huh, and Taylor's already said he's coming back, yeah, that's, uh, which is huge news. Big step forward. This yeah. has been overall a pretty young team. Defensive line, I thought, took a big step forward yeah, last week yeah. against Illinois, and they're going to have to do it this week with Nebraska. 
much more limited, it looks like, at least on paper, in the passing game with uh, Smothers out there at quarterback. Tom, this young defensive group, I don't know if there's a star. I don't know if they're... Logan you know, Lee. Lo- <laughs> All right, Logan Lee. That's a guy you know well, Tom, from over in your area. Can he become a star? Not just a bunch of really good players. And who, amongst them, D- Devontae Craig, could he be that guy off the edge? When you look at the young guys, who's got a chance to take yet another step in the future? That's a great question. Um, and I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Logan, I love Logan Lee. Logan Lee's mm-hmm. probably more Matt Kroll than he is. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Yep. You know, if you're kind of doing those things, they got, uh, you know, the guy that I really liked, um, well, here's the star guy, I think, is Lucas Van Ness. I think mm. he's just a, he's a problem. <laughs> uh, and the other guy that got hurt earlier this year that I really like is Ethan Herkett. He's just a, a motor. Uh, that just runs hot all the time. So it's going to be interesting this year. One of the things, you guys will get a kick out of this, so we always look at the pro football focus things mm-hmm. for the year. The Nebraska left tackle, Turner Cochran, uh, has um, a grade of like 29.8 for this season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not good. No. <laughs> not good. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting what, what this game looks like because it's just it's you know they're different you know we don't know what nebraska is without adrian martinez we just don't that's a great point because we haven't well we'll we'll find out on friday and tom for that reason i mean the if adrian martinez was going to play i thought this was going to be a tricky spot i did i mean it's the last game of the year it's the rivalry they'd love to you know to uh to pop any uh granted they're a long not a long shot but they need some help but to to burst that bubble if you will I think that they end up two at ten and two after this game. Their leader's not going to be there, other than they're on the sidelines in, in street clothes. And we saw what. But look, I'll get your take on this. I thought Nebraska's defense was 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 trending in the right direction after the last few years, and yet Wisconsin they ran right through them. They ran around them. They threw the ball. I mean, Mertz was okay throwing the ball last week. What happened to the Huskers? Sip said they had a bunch of guys out. And we spoke with them earlier, but I was surprised yeah. that Wisconsin was as good offensively last week yeah i think so probably hit it on the head that it was uh, you know the daniels kid in the middle yeah uh, when he went out it seemed like uh, you know just based on what i've talked to some nebraska guys that their defense really kind of suffered once he went out uh, especially in the middle and then um you know wisconsin's just clicking here's the thing with martinez you know he started three other times against iowa and all three of those games were into the fourth quarter, one-score games. I mean, two of them had to be decided on last-minute field goals. So um, he really played well. I know people kind of think, well, he gives the ball away. You know, Iowa would have been an advantage. He's played well against Iowa. He really has. So, um, you know, having him out, I, you know, you just kind of think Phil Parker's licking his chops with a, a – a quarterback making his first start. Yeah. yeah, and one that sounds like he's pretty limited what he can do throwing right. the football. Yeah, you make a team one-dimensional, and that's Phil Parker right up his alley. Uh, over to some basketball, unless Kenny had anything else on the football front. Uh, go ahead. It's nothing on Friday. I mean, they play another cupcake. They'll throttle Portland State, and then we'll start to know. Monday, it's Virginia. This is not a vintage Virginia team. You think of what Tony Bennett's done with this program over the last seven, eight years. They are a step back from that. Got an ugly win against Providence the other night, but it's a road trip. Going to be the first team with the pulse. We're this Iowa team five games in. Are they ahead of schedule? I think they are. I think they've looked better than I thought they would, especially you know the fact that they've 
played the last couple of games, and I and I get it. It's, it's Alabama State. It's Western Michigan. But um, I thought they might have a little bumps in the road with uh, without Patrick McCaffrey out there because he is probably their second best player, mm-hmm. and they haven't missed a beat. And they've got contributions. The bench is starting to develop with Tony Perkins shooting the ball well, playing well. Peyton Sanford playing really yep. well, I think. Um, is Aaron Euless playing well? Uh, the big question is going to be, uh, you know, December third and December sixth, they're going to have to find something to something in the post. <laughs> Just yeah. you know, and Zach Eady and Ugh. Williams and, and Kofi Coburn are around you. Uh, you got to have some some post defense, and that's going to be the challenge. What have you seen so far in the Big Ten, Tom? At, at the top, anyways. When we both watched Illinois, Trent and I the other night, I mean they did not good. Now they did bounce back and yeah. win last night. Um, but what what are your thoughts on the top of the Big Ten? As deep as you thought it was, at least early in the year. No, I don't think the league's very good, to be honest. I really don't. I think it's a lot of average teams right now, except for Purdue. Yeah, I think Purdue's special. I think Purdue is Final Four good. Uh, but Maryland's, you know, they lost to George Mason. Everybody Michigan. thought they might be a good team. Michigan, um, you know, the Arizona team's really good, but Michigan just hasn't looked great at all. Um, the, the five-star kid, Caleb Houston, hasn't looked great. Uh, Rutgers lost to Lafayette the other night. Everybody was kind of pumping them up a little bit mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Ohio State struggled. Uh, Michigan State is, eh, you know, they're mm-hmm. not great. Um, I just think the league's kind of average right now. Although Wisconsin did have a good win last night against uh, Houston. So, you know, that Davis kid looks pretty good. Virginia. Then it's, of course, the two conference games, Iowa State, after that. From what you've seen, is this team an NCAA tournament team? Um, potentially, just because I think the Big Ten's down, but okay. you know, they're going to have to probably go. You know, I'm looking at Ken Palm, and Ken Palm has them 12 and 8 in conference, mm-hmm. which would get that. That's, that's an NCAA tournament. Yep, yep. They're 12 and 8 in, in league play. They're just they're going to go to the, the tournament. Hey, the other tricky game, guys, and, and Trent might be on this already. The Utah State team is pretty good, mm. um, and that's going to be a tricky game at the Pentagon. Uh, in December, because Utah State just won a, uh, one of those exempt tournaments and beat uh, Oklahoma in, the, in that game. How about that? Uh, Tom, back to football for a second. So let's say Iowa gets the win on Friday, and then uh, the TV sets in Eastern Iowa will all be watching Minnesota and, and Wisconsin. I give Minnesota a shot in this football game. Now, without a doubt, Wisconsin is playing their best football of the year at the right time. But we've seen Minnesota do stranger things, right, just when we don't expect them. We watch them lose to Illinois, for God's sakes. Would you fall off your chair if the Gophers beat uh, Wisconsin? No, wouldn't at all. I think it's it's possible. Here's the thing, (laughs) and I know Iowa fans get mad at me, but I'm like, you really want to go to Indianapolis, (laughs) Ohio State? Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get in front of that bus right now. Yeah, it's rolling, no doubt. Hey, Tom, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for doing this for us. We will talk with you next Friday. Thank you, Tom Kakert. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Good to talk to you. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, as we wrap up our numero uno. We'll be back with uh, Bama Bob, Claxons, Picks. Hour number two, Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO. It's next.